Hey, welcome to the More Life, Less Drama podcast. I'm your host, Prue Sulisic, and I'm here to lead you to a more fulfilling and peaceful life. This is not some fancy podcast bringing you extraordinary stories. I'm just here keeping it real, raw, and honest, so you know it's possible for you too. I want you to know yourself so well, nothing stands in your way. So let's get to it. Life is waiting. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of More Life, Less Drama. Today we're going to be talking about our brains and how it just loves to create drama. And because I'm all for you living a life of less drama, I actually want to just highlight some things that you might be doing in your life that you actually are bringing drama into your life. The more that I've thought about it this week while preparing and creating my notes for this, the more that I just realize it's our brain and we just simply cannot trust our brain. And as much as it's such a smart, fantastic organ to have in our bodies, we can't live without it, right? But I tell you what, sometimes it feels like it doesn't make our life easier either. It has all this other stuff stored in there that is totally unnecessary and is keeping us spinning. And I really just want you to feel from this episode, like to actually lighten the load a bit. I just feel that we and you and me are all being way too serious with our lives and life is meant to be fun. Like when I ask this question to people over this week, are you being too serious? What things are keeping you in drama in your life? And a recurring message was that people aren't having enough fun. They are being too serious. It's like the last thing on their list. It's like serious. Everything's got to be super serious and we've got to be doing all these amazing things and we've got to be thinking this certain way. And yeah, it's just actually not the case. And so today I just wanted to talk more into that and give you some actual ideas about how you could possibly be creating drama in your life that is creating this seriousness that is totally unnecessary. Because I do want you to live a life that is full of fun and surprise and spontaneity, as well as achieving your goals that you really want, that you find yourself dreaming about and haven't achieved yet. It's always my wish for you that you actually get the life of your dreams because, well, why not? Why live someone else's dream? (laughs) Maybe you're just living someone else's life. Maybe you're just fulfilling someone else's expectation of you. Yeah, we don't want that anymore. We just want you to be, yeah, really focused on you, focused on your life. Yeah, it all starts with our brains and our feelings. And that is also what stops us. I did a little bit of thinking about how we simply cannot trust our brains. I went down a whole rabbit hole full of brain memes. Like I sat there just laughing and nodding my head at so many of these memes about brains. And I'm just going to share a couple with you that I actually found. So according to the brain, the best time to think about your to-do list is at 3am. It's like, hell yes, that seems to be the best time that the brain loves to bring this topic up. So but that's wrong. It's not the right time. Your brain remembers the funniest joke you have ever heard. And it's while you're at a funeral. Again, wrong. Wrong time brain. Thank you for bringing me the funniest joke and making me cackle, but it's not the right time. Oh yeah, this one, this takes me right back to my teenage years with all the crushes that I had. 
So you have zero chance, like I'm like talking zero chance of ever going out with that guy. So what does your brain do? It makes you fall completely in love with him and you're like obsessed with him. Yeah, there is just zero chance. Maybe it's because, well, maybe he's got another girlfriend. Maybe he's five years older than you. Maybe he's a an actor and actually has no way of ever coming in contact with you personally. Yet your brain just goes into obsessive mode and you just fall head over heels. And then there's a great one for mothers that we're standing at the checkout. We've got screaming kids in our trolley. We want to get out of that supermarket so quickly and we go to pay and we can't remember that pin. We can remember everything else except the pin to pay for our groceries so we can get the hell out of that supermarket with our screaming kids and just like run away from the embarrassment that they're causing you. (laughs) Has that happened to you? It's happened to me numerous times and I'm in total fluster at the checkout and my kids have been littler, total blank of what my pin is. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's, thanks brain. That's not the right time to do that. So yeah. I encourage you, get on, have a look through the memes of brains on Google and just see, like, just find yourself nodding like I did. I'm like, oh yeah, of course, our brains cannot be trusted most of the time. And it's the same with our thoughts. It's the same when we have all these thoughts that we're thinking and they're just simply not true. And our brain just keeps offering them up to us as if they're true. We just want to put a pin in it and be like, no. This is not happening anymore. We're taking control of this unmanaged brain of ours and we're going to learn to manage it a bit better. That's the whole idea about this. It's like learning to manage your brain. It's like lassoing it and reining it in. (laughs) It's like an unruly cow out in the paddock. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to lasso our thoughts and start reining them in one at a time. But let's go back now to and think about why, why I want this for your life. And it's because, like I said, I always want you to live a life that you are proud of and that you want for you, not for somebody else's expectations. I also want you to, while I'm going through these 10 points that I'm going to walk through, I also want you to notice how you feel when I give the example. So I'm going to give some examples under each category. And I want you to find yourself, like feel if you find yourself either justifying, so like making excuses why that is right? Or are you absolutely just refusing to take the responsibility for yourself that that is a you problem and it's always someone else's problem? Or maybe you just feel yourself nodding in agreement like, "Mm -hmm, yep, she's hit the nail on the head right there. That's exactly what I'm doing. So yeah, I just want you to be in the awareness of it. That's always the first step for any type of change is just being in the awareness of it. So the second step is taking this self-responsibility, the radical self-responsibility. So either way, take notice of what your body is doing because it's just going to give you lots of clues about what you're resisting, which is always great. And I'm asking you to do this because all the emotions that you feel in your body are directly correlated to what you're thinking. So if your thoughts, aka your beliefs, are creating drama, then we're actually only creating the drama ourselves. It's on us that we're creating the drama because it's just in our own minds. The drama isn't actually out there in the world. It's actually just in our own minds, which, as you know, it's great news because 
That means if you're creating it, you can also uncreate it or choose something different. So let's just choose to eliminate this drama that we're having in our lives that is self-perpetuated. And imagine if you took all that energy you were using to live in the drama, and you know what I mean, like it takes a lot of energy to stay in a negative drama cycle. Instead, if you use that energy to create those other magnificent things that you want in your life, for creating the life that you want, imagine just how different your life could be. Maybe it's actually a really good idea to sit down in this moment or after the fact, after you've listened to the podcast, and just take some notes about what's coming up for you when I ask you that. When you allow yourself to imagine what your life would be like without all the drama in your life, just take some notes, some real honest notes. Don't fluff them up or do them from somebody else's perspective. Do them from you. Do them from what's coming up for you, from your heart and your soul and your mind. So here's what's helped me emotionally. I'm not going to go into examples, but it, it's just the emotional result and the emotional payoff from actually deciding that I'm not going to perpetuate the drama anymore. So I went from feeling exhausted all the time, like I was always exhausted, to focused which I didn't think was possible when I was exhausted. I also went from constantly feeling irritated, it was my favourite word all the time, to calm. And wouldn't that be wonderful if you are feeling irritated right now all the time that you could actually feel calm too. And I also went from self-criticism to acceptance, which is an absolute game changer. And when I think about this as a whole, it's actually like I grew up emotionally. Doing this work made me grow up emotionally. How wonderful would that be? <laughs> if you're still an, an emotional child and you could become an emotional adult, would you do this work? Or are you happy in the drama cycle? Okay, so with that in mind, let's walk through some ways that you are still being an emotional child. And here are 10 ways that you are creating unnecessary drama. I hope some of them resonate and I'm sure they will. Okay, the first one. It's assuming you know what other people are thinking. Oh, this is something that keeps people spinning all the time. Not doing things or doing things because you think that you know what other people are thinking. Let's have some examples. I'm just going to use myself for the first example. I really want to quit my job and become a life coach, <laughs> but my parents wouldn't understand. So I'm assuming, and actually this wasn't true, this is just made up, and you could actually insert any career or change that you want in your life into this idea. In this idea, I'm thinking that I know what my parents are thinking about me and the career as a life coach. In all honesty, I have no idea. That's just me Assuming, never assume. <laughs> My husband's always telling me this. Don't assume anything. And it's true. We do not, like you are not in your parents' brain. You don't know what your husband's thinking, your best friend's thinking, the person across the street from you think, is thinking. You're only assuming what they're thinking. And your thinking is coming from your own bias, from your own belief systems. And so it's actually really dangerous to assume that you know what people are thinking. Well, firstly, it always stops you from doing the things that you want to do 
Because if I actually thought that, I would not take the steps because it would be too confronting. I'd be too vulnerable and, yeah, I would always think that nobody's supportive of me. What about this other thought? Uh, If I wear that dress, people will think I'm stuck up or think I'm full of myself or however you'd like to put it. How many times have you looked in your wardrobe and went, oh, God, like I really want to wear that, but such and such might think that about me? That is, again, just keeping yourself in this drama. Like this is unnecessary drama. Another one is if I show up with my spiritual side, people will think I'm loopy. (laughs) And I say this because I hear lots of people say this. I myself have said this. I'm assuming that I know what other people are going to think and therefore that stops me from doing the things that I really want to do in life or being the person that I really want to be. It's like pretending that you're somebody that you're not when you're not fully living into your like 100% into your authenticity. So yeah, so that's the first one. So that was assuming you know what other people are thinking. That, my friends, is keeping you in drama. And it takes so much energy. God, our own brains are going crazy, let alone trying to think and tap into other people's brains. So let's just stay in our own lane and just manage our own minds. The second one is being indecisive over simple decisions. And when I'm talking simple decisions, I'm talking things like, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? Shall I say this or shall I say that? Shall I write this? Shall I write that? Shall I put that post on social media? Shouldn't I put that post on social media? All these simple little decisions, yet you don't make them. You you keep spinning in them. For example, what am I going to wear? You could literally decide that in five minutes, except it might take you all morning or all day or all week thinking about what you're actually going to wear. That's a lot of energy in such a simple decision. That is you creating drama that is unnecessary. It's the same with food. If you're constantly thinking to yourself, what should I be eating? I don't know what to eat, how much to eat. It's like, just decide what you're going to eat and then just show up and eat that so much simpler. That's why with all my weight loss clients, I'm always an advocate for planning 24 hours in advance. No more, no less. Just 24 hours. Make the decision. Show up for the decision. The third example is saying I have no time. And I know you've done this one. Everybody does this, it seems. (laughs) Maybe that's me generalizing now, but everybody that comes into my world I've heard them say, I have no time, or except Donna Lee. She says she's been abundant, (laughs) which is great. That's exactly the the new mindset that I want you to step into. Yet most of you are still, I have no time. There is no time. They are literally the sentences that are running through your mind. I'm so busy. No. You know, it's just such a a drama-filled sentence. I have no time. If only I had time. And it's like you create the problem of time to work against you. We could choose the opposite. We could be like, oh, my God, I've got, I've actually got time to do this. I can do this. I will make time. Yet we are keeping ourselves in the drama cycle by telling ourselves we never have time, that we're so busy. So that's you perpetuating the drama cycle, keeping yourself in drama unnecessarily. Number four is worrying about things that are unlikely going to happen in the future. Oh my God. Yes. People are doing this all the time. 
and it stops people dead in their tracks when they worry about things in the future. And most of these things are unlikely going to happen, especially when it comes to things like death and ill health and stuff. Like most things aren't going to happen, yet we worry about them so far in advance. So maybe you worry about the future possibilities in examples like this. If I lose weight, maybe my husband and I will grow apart. Like I've I've heard this one so many times with a lot of my weight loss clients. They they keep themselves overweight and in an unhealthy state because they are worried that their husband's going to leave them if they lose weight. It's such an interesting concept. What about I can't go out because what happens if I see my old boss or insert anybody there? Maybe that you've had, yeah, some sort of conflict with somebody or you've changed or you're not talking to somebody, any sort of thing like that. Maybe you're not doing the things that you want to do just in case you see this person. Well, is that the life that you want to live for yourself? Do you want to live a life that makes you stay home and not do the things that you want to do because just in case that they might be there as well? Maybe you say things like making new friends is hard they might reject me. So it might be just easier to not make these friends so I don't get rejected. Yeah, maybe you will get rejected, but maybe you won't either. Maybe they're going to love you (laughs) and and you find your best friends and most aligned friends ever if you go out to that networking group or if you join a new mother's group. Who knows? Yeah, if you're always sitting in, they're going to reject me before you've even stepped out of your comfort zone, the result is they're already going to reject you, always. Number five is being the victim. It's like, oh, poor me. Why me? And this is things like, if it's going to happen to anybody, it will happen to me. Maybe you think, why does this always happen to me? Interesting. Why does this always happen to you? (laughs) Maybe it's your mindset calling it in. Maybe you think to yourself, nobody gets me, nobody understands me, and you have that real victim mentality. Everything is somebody else's fault, never your own. And so that, my friends, will always keep you in the drama cycle. Number six is being offended, getting upset over little things. This can be, this is very subjective. You know, I find it so curious with being offended. I actually pride myself on not being offended, hardly ever. And that hasn't always been the case. It's something I've worked on intentionally. I just still see it so so much out in the world that people get offended by the weirdest thing. And I'm like, oh, that's so curious to me. So curious how they allow themselves to be offended by something. And it's just, again, it's their, their bias that they have of their beliefs and their own perspective of things. And it keeps you in the drama cycle. It absolutely is something that is unnecessary. I would always just say, never be offended again. Just choose that. So being offended looks like you go to dinner and you sit down and they serve you a steak and you're like, oh, don't they know I'm a vegan? Well, maybe they did. Oh, and I'm sure they didn't do it on purpose, but you get really offended at that. And I've seen that happen numerous times. Maybe you're the last one to know something and you actually get offended by that. It's like you have this thought, I am always the last one to know anything and you feel offended by that. Maybe someone gives you a compliment 
this is interesting too. This is this makes my mind blow when every time I hear someone do this. It's like, oh, you look lovely tonight. And they get offended by thinking, well, does that mean I've never looked lovely in the past? Instead of saying thanks. <laughs> that just blows my mind every single time. So is that you? Are you easily offended by simple things? Maybe people in supermarkets and shops say something that offends you easily. Maybe people on social media make comments and it offends you. Just notice, just like really step into and see how easily you are offended because that is, like I said, a huge area where you are keeping yourself in drama, where you're putting a lot of energy into being offended where you could actually just decide not to. Number seven is being annoyed and frustrated by things outside of your control. And this is a massive one. And this is this is tough. It's a hard one to let go of. So out of all of them, this one might be one of those ones where it's like, okay, this is going to take some practice. For example, I hear this a lot when I'm working with clients that have jobs and they're working in an environment with other colleagues. And they think, I work so hard and my colleagues are just clocking off right on the dot and I'm always staying back later. It's really frustrated and annoyed at, at that, yet it is completely outside of their control. They can control their, their time that they clock off because they actually have the option too of doing that. And they're really frustrated with their colleague that is like, okay, see people, it's 4.30, I'm out. And off they go. Oh, maybe you're being annoyed and these are just simple little things. And this, and this is why I'm bringing them because most of these things that are in our lives are simple and small, but we're making like mountains out of molehills. Maybe you're thinking to yourself when your partner packs the dishwasher, you're thinking, God, after all this time, don't they know how to put things in the dishwasher right? And that actually causes you annoyance and frustration. And then it just comes out in your behavior. You know, it might be snappy and like bang pots and pans around, might unstack the dishwasher and stack it right the way that you like it. But it's creating like this drama in your life that is totally unnecessary. I know I've let go a lot of household responsibility drama and it actually has been a huge game changer for me because I was I was that person that would always be frustrated when someone didn't do something the way that I thought was the way to do it whether it come to washing, vacuuming, cleaning the house in the right order. And it's just such rubbish. Like we, It's just a drama that we don't need. It's just sucking our energy. And so if you can actually step away from being so particular about things when it comes to that sort of stuff, you are going to create so much less drama in your life and you're going to have so much more space to think about the things that you do want and work on those things. And this flows into number eight really well because being annoyed by things outside of your control goes right into trying to control others. That's number eight. You're never going to control anybody else ever. And if I thought that you could, I would recommend it. But that's never going to be the case. You are never going to be able to control anybody else. You have got control of you and that's it. And the more time we spend wanting to change and control other people, the more drama we keep ourselves in. So it might be things like, he never remembers my birthday and I just wish he would buy me something lovely that he thought about for weeks in advance that was special. That is something 
that is never going to happen. That is something that you would do, great, but you can't control someone else to do that as well. Like, do you really want to be with somebody that is just a puppet of you, especially in a relationship? I don't think so. I'm sure you fell in love with them for so many other reasons and them being exactly like you is not one of them. Maybe you think my life would be better if my partner showed up a little happier. Maybe you think that they're not happy enough and that you're trying to like get to get to work and fix them. And when you fix them, then you'll be happier as well. Well, guess what? Firstly, there's no fixing anybody. Nobody's broken. And secondly, you can only work on your happiness and your state of mind and your mindset and your thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. That's all that's in your control. All the other things outside of you and other people, you are unable to control them. Maybe you have this thought. I hear this a lot as well. When women have children, they have this expectation of how their parents should be with them. And you might have a thought, something like, I wish my mum would ask me if I wanted more help with the kids or just come over and just see that I need all this help and just do these things. I see a lot of people in the drama cycle because of this thought because, again, they're trying to control somebody else. They want their mum to just know what they need (laughs) and instead we spend so much energy wanting to control our mum or our parents of what they should be doing that we forget that we've got control of what we can be doing and all that energy that is being sucked out of us to trying to control them, we could actually redirect and put it into ourselves, which would much really allow us and give us more capacity to do the things that we want to do. So isn't that interesting? I'm curious to know if that's you, if you ever have these expectations of your parents now that you're a parent. It's a big one. It's a big one out there in the world. Number nine, this is a good one too. Number nine is saying yes when you really mean no. This always will keep you in the drama cycle because you know when you say yes and you have instant regret or you say it and you're like, I really do not want to be doing that and you say yes anyway, you have so much frustration and irritation at yourself, but then you have a lot of resentment for the person that you're being asked by as well for no fault of their own. So maybe it's something as simple as someone asks you for coffee and for whatever reason you feel obliged to do that, you say yes, the day is already jam-packed and you don't want to hurt their feelings and so you're like, oh, yeah, no problems, I'd love to go for coffee and yet you've got this full schedule and it's going to stress you out to the total maximum by going to coffee. You're not actually even going to enjoy going to coffee and so, you, but you still say yes because you don't want to hurt their feelings yet you now have a, so much resentment for them even asking you to go to coffee and I hate to tell you, it always shows in your behaviours how you show up when you're at coffee it's actually noticeable. You know, it's it oozes out of you. Something else, let's have a look. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I've done this. Of course, I'd love to pick up your kids from school and have a play date after school. And all of your being is saying, hell no, but you still say yes from that people-pleasing mode, which is usually where this type of thing comes from. It's like people-pleasing, the expectation of others, thinking that you're, you know what the other person is thinking 
in advance. Oh God, actually now the more I think about this, this one encapsulates a lot of these. It's like worrying in advance about what possibly could happen and thinking that you know what other people are going to think about you. When you say yes to these things, there's a lot of background noise going on and it keeps you in a very big drama cycle. Um, what about just simple things like, yeah, no problems. I'll get the present for mum organised. Maybe it's your siblings and it's Mother's Day or your mum's birthday coming up and they've asked you to do that and you don't have capacity but you say yes anyway. Maybe you've got a friend and they're going away for the weekend and they've asked you to feed your dogs and you're like, I don't want to get up at six o'clock in the morning to go over and feed your dog when it's my sleep in. And you say yes anyway, therefore you have a lot of resentment. <laughs> so many things. Like think, just sit here and think about a few things that you've said yes to that you absolutely don't want to do. And yeah, just understand how you feel and how it keeps you in this drama all the time. Okay, and the last one is spending time regretting past decisions or past things that have happened. And this is definitely perpetuating the drama cycle because, well, firstly, there's no way that you can go back and change that. It's done. It's in the past. And if you're constantly spending all your energy focusing on, oh, I shouldn't have done that, I should have done this instead, that is energy that, that's just dead in the water. It's not being directed into anything that's productive. The only thing that you could possibly learn from this is what not to do in the future. That's maybe the only upside of this. It's like a learning exercise. But if, if you're not using it as a learning tool and you're just using it as a, a way to berate yourself and keep yourself in the drama cycle, that's when it's a problem. Maybe you wish you didn't quit that job. Maybe you wish you didn't tell a certain story Maybe you wish you didn't do a Facebook Live and announce something on Facebook or put a post up and, yeah, you got lots of backlash for it and maybe, yeah, now you're wishing that you didn't do that. You know, I've mostly done all those things and yet I'm choosing not to stay in the cycle of overthinking it because it is going to keep me in the drama. I'm going to learn from it and then I'm going to move on and I'm going to be okay. That's no problems. So I'm curious. So did any of these resonate? I'm actually going to go back and just read the, read the headings of these again for you. Number one was assuming you know what other people are thinking. Number two is being indecisive over simple decisions. Number three was saying I have no time and being busy all the time. Number four was worrying about things that are unlikely going to happen in the future. Number five was being the victim, this why me mindset. Number six was being offended. Number seven was being annoyed or frustrated at things outside of your control. Number eight was trying to control others. Number nine was saying yes when you're when you're really meaning no. And number 10 was regretting past moments. So yeah, I'm really curious to know if any of those resonated with you. And I would love for you to actually send me a message and say, oh my God, yes, number seven was it for me. I, I was, I'm always doing that, keeping myself in drama. And the lesson that I want you to take from all that is, yes, you must really be being too serious with your life and all the drama that you think you've got going on in your life, this one might be hard hitting, but you are creating it. Just going to pause there. <laughs> I wonder what your body's doing right now. I wonder if you're like, oh, Prue, that is such bullshit. 
No, I'm not creating it. It's everything else. Circumstances are creating the drama. And I just want you to just allow the idea that maybe you are creating this drama in your mind. Mm, Interesting. So what do I want you to do instead of creating all this drama? Whenever you find yourself in this cycle of this self-perpetuating drama, I want you to give yourself just a little wink (laughs) and a smile and move on. That's what I want you to do because the more energy you spend in it, it actually fuels the drama. And so as soon as you step into the awareness that, oh my God, this is me creating this drama in my mind, I'm overthinking and I'm overdoing and I'm saying yes when I really mean no and I'm overthinking about what people are thinking about me, it's like, ah, there it is again. Thank you. Give yourself a little wink, smile and move on. That's what I want you to do. Do not allow that monkey brain of yours, the one that is actually working against you sometimes, to indulge in it, to indulge in the drama. And to help you even more, I'm going to give you the thought on purpose that you can practice. My favorite bit. The thought that I want you to practice this week when you've been in awareness that you are creating this drama yourself in your own mind and you're giving yourself a little wink and you're moving on and maybe your brain keeps going back there, I want you to say to yourself, peace is always an option. And I want you to just calm your nervous system down with that sentence because it is. It is absolutely 100% true that peace is always an option. Now, I want you to go out in the world and practice this thought. Put it somewhere that you're going to see it daily. Maybe if you've been listening to this podcast from the very beginning, you've created a log like I have of all these thoughts that I have told you to think on purpose. And maybe put it in there, stick it on a post-it note, put it on your screensaver. Every time you find yourself in a drama cycle and creating your own drama, especially in your mind, and it's giving you all the feelings, think peace is always an option, wink and a smile and move on. Because if you want different results, you must think and you must do differently. And that's what this whole idea is about creating new thoughts so you can actually get new results in your life. Okay, my friends, that's it for today. I really hope this helped and I will talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to More Life, Less Drama. All the details of this podcast can be found in the show notes on my website. And if you want to take your growth to the next level, I invite you to become part of my membership program, Be Unshakable where we take this information and dive headfirst into putting it into action. Go to www.head-coach.com.au for all the details. Until next week.